Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Junk Time Alpha Podcast. Semi-finals week 2022. We're coming to you from Wayne Jackson Studios and Rod Carter Studios. My name is Michael Chamberlain and joining me is a man who feel bad about Wayne Carey. It is Adam Rosenbachs. Ah, g'day Michael. G'day Junk Timers. I hate it when I let down the legends of our game. You know that. You know me well. <laughs> I'm always looking out for the, the champs, the people's champions. You know, the people... The, the kind of the players that, that people just gravitate to, you know, they're just, they're mm. wholesome. They're, they, you want to take them home to meet your mum, those kind of players. <laughs> now, Wayne Carey's had some troubles over the journey, you know. Everyone knows he's got, like, back issues. He always had shoulder issues during yep. his career. So the man is in constant pain. Yeah. And he asked me to source um, some anti-inflammatories for him. Now, yep. I've got some bikey mates <laughs> who... I buy my anti-inflammatory. I buy them in, I get an, a, an eight ball of anti-inflammatory is how I order it. Yeah, sure, sure. And yeah. and they say it's straight from Colombia. Uh-huh. And I don't ask them too many questions, right? Because I just go, I trust these blokes. One of them, his nickname is The Chemist. And <laughs> so when the duck said, have you been to The Chemist? And I said, absolutely, mm-hmm, I have. Mm-hmm. What he didn't realize was that was the nickname of the guy that I get it off. So I gave him this bag of anti-inflammatory. It accidentally fell out because I give him, I gave it to him in a really big Ziploc bag because you don't want, you don't want water to get in there, Mike. No, no. It's got to be dry no. the whole time. Yeah. And the best way to take your anti-inflams, as everyone knows, is you crush them up and you hide it in your dinner like you're a three-year-old <laughs> who can't have something and you put it under the mashed potato and he doesn't know. And that's how Wayne would normally have it. And because they hadn't been to dinner yet, it was still in his pocket. Yep. And when he pulled his wallet out at the casino... The bag fell out and everyone went, oh, oh that's, well, you're, you're out of here, son. <laughs> it's a hell of a tale. And, um, mm. It's a hell of a tale. It really mm. is a hell of a tale. And we have to be, I think, I think we have to be legally careful where we go with this one by the fact that he's arcing up. He's on the anti-inflammers. What, <laughs> what are you, what are you saying? I'm no, saying actually, he's on no, the anti-inflammers. Yeah, actually, like, I agree. Yeah. On the anti-inflammers. Um, but I just like if you've ever been to a music festival, man, the people fucking love their anti-inflams. Like I've seen it. Oh, the sniffer just dogs so much, you know? at the front looking for the anti-inflams. Oh, absolutely, you see people, you know, like um, you see a lot of groups go mm-hmm. into the disabled toilets for yep. anti-inflams. It's yep. what people. It's bringing this country together. <laughs> um, so uh, I just find it funny that. You've been banned from Crown Casino for two years at mm. this stage. You might appeal that. Yes. But it's like, do you know how hard it is to be banned <laughs> from Crown Casino for two from years? Crown, like, yeah. Like, Crown Casino. <laughs> like, yeah. what do you have to do to get banned by them? 
Damn. So he's come out. He's uh, you know he's front footed it, and he said you know they didn't uh, they didn't take it off me. They didn't call the cops, and you know why wouldn't they do that? And you kind of go well. I reckon they were looking out for you. They thought, oh, it's the duck. We'll just send him on his way and that'll be the end of it, you know? Yeah, And sure. now he's front-footing it. He's got lawyers involved. Yeah. And he, because he doesn't like what it's, uh, this um, kind of whole story and schmozzle. He doesn't like what it's done to his reputation. Now, what I'll say about the <laughs> fucking duck. Hell. <laughs> fucking hell. Dude. I can't handle it. Is, I can't handle it. There's not a lot of reputation <laughs> to tarnish. <laughs> like, I know that he doesn't want people to think that he does that, but there's a lot of other stuff there oh, that you go, oh, fuck. we've tarnished that. But even back to Crown, like... Mm. They yeah, he wants to be allowed in Crown. I think, that's where, I think that's what he's kind of fighting for, that one, it's going to cost him a couple of jobs, and two, he's been banned from Crown. Like, if you're a footballer, you fucking love the casino. Have you been to Crown no. uh, lately? I actually haven't been there for a long time. Like, uh, I reckon the only times I kind of go there now is for gigs. So I do have one in a week and a half uh, for the Essendon Football Club, the grand final debate, which is in the Palladium. Oh, yeah. Cool, man. Great. Yeah. Yeah, that's always a good day. Yes. But aside from that, I would like never go there for, you know, I wouldn't go there for a night out. Yeah. Put it that sure, way. Sure, sure. Yeah, I haven't been there for a long time. Um, I think the f- I think the last time I went there uh, was for uh, the opening night of Red Hot and Ronda. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> of course, when of course. it opened it was, back it was, in about ninety four, <laughs> it was the hottest ticket in town. Ah, I tell you what, mate. Was <laughs> that mean, with the leggy Ronda Birchmore? Yeah, the very leggy, <laughs> very leggy Ronda Birchmore. I mm. mean, tell you what, mate. Um, uh, it was a a night out. I tell you that. Was it? What 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 was the show about? No, I haven't been. I didn't go to the show. <laughs> oh, okay, that's a show. Fuck, that would have been great if you'd been to Red Hot and Ronda. <laughs> I'm trying to think about shows I've been to at Crown. I'll tell you what I've done actually. Okay, we're going to talk football shortly, people. But um, I reckon about mm, ten years ago. My friend and I, we snuck into the village people at Crown. Oh, were they playing at like the Palms or something? They were, yeah. And so we kind of figured like they How had... How did you do that? Did you did you dress up as a cop? No, <laughs> we literally walked our way in by the fact that I looked at the rundown. They like, had a comedian for half an hour and then they had an interval. And so my friend and I were like, well, at an interval, like people leave... Yeah, and you yeah. know, then come back in, and they don't check tickets. And so I was like, "I reckon we can get in for free." And she was like, "I reckon we can too." And so we we wandered in, and like no you one you deprive hey, you deprive the village people <laughs> of about a hundred and eighty dollars. You fuck like they are they they're no longer around. I don't think the village people probably because they were two hundred dollars short. They've had a few. They've had a few. People. Incarnations. Yeah, they've had a few incarnations. And yeah. and so we walked through the doors and then the matter was like finding a seat, right? And um it was all kind of like Are they allowed to do the American Indian anymore? Well they f- Unless it's actual an actual uh, indigenous American. Well I think he actually is an indigenous American. Like the only if I can remember I think the construction worker was like a new guy. Yep. And but um, 
Okay, we'll get to football shortly, folks. But I um, I remember going in there, and it was like kind of grandmas and grandpas. And then we found like a seat that were too empty, like in like the fifth row. And I was like, let's just kind of sit here for a second and see if we kind of get moved on, if people come back. But um, it was actually fucking awesome. And one of my favourite bits was... um. The lead singer said, uh, he said, I heard Melburnians eat 40,000 cupcakes a day. And he goes, to wash that down, you're going to need milkshake. <laughs> and then it's like, do the shake, do the shake. <laughs> but can I tell you? Oh, this isn't another what, um, village people based anecdote. Is it, it? <laughs> actually is. That yeah. I hung around, my mate, mate, my late mate, mate, my mate left, but I hung around. I got a photo with him at the meet and greet. And um, you're going to the meet and greet? Yeah. No, I didn't pay for it. Like, I didn't pay for it. Like I was like, just yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got a picture somewhere. I think. I'm what like, goes on in your life that you think, ah, oh, what am I going to do today? I'm going <laughs> to sneak into the village people at Crown, and not only that, when my friend abandons the show and me. I'm going to stick around for the meet and greet. Okay. What life do you live? But, okay. So I think I met the the policeman, <laughs> the construction worker. Mm. I've, got, I've got a photo somewhere. But it kind of has a bit of point of pride to me. Where I was like, I think the construction worker took a bit of a shine to me. And I go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. I, I'm happy with that. I'm happy with yep. the, the construction worker of the village people. Did he? Did <laughs> so he kind of? A, did he adjust himself to be like an Australian construction worker? Like, was he just sit down to him, fuck all, drinking a can of beer <laughs> yeah, during no, the show? No, he, was, he was protesting lockdowns. <laughs> <laughs> he was doing. He was doing uh, lines of Andy and Flems up the top of the west gate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he was taking a quick, quick bump. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we'll be doing Lines of Annie and Flems at our live show. We will, with all the uh, junk timers out there. Uh, we're yeah. going to have Charlie Clawson there from Two Guys, One Cup. Will Anderson won't be able to be there, unfortunately, just by the fact he'll be starting a new show like two days later and so it kind of has to be in a bit of a COVID bubble. But um, uh, he will call in and um, it's going to be a great day, uh, as they have always been. Um, I think it's about the seventh year that we've done this show, actually. I reckon the first one was the Western Bulldogs uh, grand final where we weren't sure if Will was going to turn up. That was the first one because that was the first year of Two Guys, One Cup because remember yeah. they started it. They both had one cup and then one person gained a very big advantage <laughs> in the name of that show. Um, and so one person has it. So that's uh, uh, Sunday 25th of September, 4 o'clock at the European Beer Cafe. And tickets can be found at trybooking.com. And, um, yeah, come along. And uh, uh, it's always a great day. Like, um, I'm actually I'm actually genuinely curious. Like, we had two cracking finals this weekend. I'm actually genuinely curious, like, who will actually make the grand final? Like, I actually kind of can't pick it at the minute. Any four could go through, couldn't they? Yeah. Like, I, I I feel like these prelims are the most open they've been in my memory. Yeah. Um, you know, um, Friday night's game was a fucking ripper, unless, of course, you brag for Melbourne. But Brisbane, 
They were so good in that second half. Dude, it was fucking nuts. Like, I've got a Brisbane mate and was messaging him. And I was, like, watching the highlights back on the Ava website the other day. And I was like, that fucking game was out of control. Like, yeah. Yeah. It was fun. It was really fun to watch. And then Frio kind of let everyone down by being shit um, early. And it kind of just, you went, oh, we were all having fun watching these great finals. And Frio come along and fucking bore everyone to death in the first half. Can we salute David Mundy once more? Absolutely. <laughs> Can we? Absolutely. Everyone, everyone charge your glasses to David Mundy. For, uh, do you reckon he'll keep going? Do you, do you think that maybe would, would North Melbourne pick him up just to go, hey, here's someone that, you know, can teach training standards to the kids and, you know, a bit of a big body to help out in the middle? I feel like if you've gone, I think it's 376 games and not one of them has been memorable, <laughs> that you're probably looking, maybe Tasmania. In five years' time, we'll pick him up. Yeah, they'll pick yeah, him up. Get him out. Get him out of retirement. <laughs> now, obviously, it's a very... We were going to have uh, a minute silence at the start of the show, but then um, we realised it's just the Queen who passed away, so really, who cares? But Whoa. Whoa. Are you a monarchist? I feel like the monarchy is, like, a bit of fun. Like, we know it's a bit stupid, but they're not hurting anyone. It's a bit of fun. I, 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 I take your point. I think the coverage of, uh, the like, the since she passed away on Friday, the coverage has been absolutely ridiculous. Like, last night, uh, all the news just had her car on the journey down. Yeah, sure, sure. From uh, Balmoral or wherever it is. And you just kind of like... It was almost like the, the way that it was driven around, it was like the Tour de France, like... You know, like the Queen would have had the yellow jersey on <laughs> as she was leading. <laughs> like it was just fucking. Like it was just like we don't need to watch the whole fucking behind her. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Someone runs out the front and gets clipped by the car, and they're you know palming off water bottles. I um, uh, I watched uh, King Charles's speech. King Charles, can we talk about King Charles's fingers for a minute? Yeah, they're kind of chubby, aren't they? Oh, they're they're like sausages. Yeah, they're just. A bit weird. Put Shane Mumford to shame. It'd be like um, when you shake hands with Jonathan Brown and you go like, that's a fucking group. Like, it's Prince Charles yeah. like that. And he's like, oh, fucking, like a Ted Whitten I reckon group. they'd be, no, I reckon it'd be like holding a, you know, a packet of, remember when you buy the Hutton's footy franks? <laughs> it'd be like holding five hot dogs. I think they'd be a bit squishier than the firmness of it. But if he gave you uh, like a, a slap... You'd fucking know about it. Like if King Charles just fucking whooshed someone. Oh really? He got on the uh, he got on the chicken salt beers. And just yeah, yeah, yeah. Just had a bit of a bender. Yeah, had a couple of lines of Annie and flames and just went cocoa. <laughs> he would fucking got he would slap you into next week. <laughs> I'd love it if Prince banned if from King Crown. Charles got banned from Crown for two crown. years. His own his own crown. He couldn't wear his own crown into the casino. That'd be very funny. You um, know what would be a great would be great reading is who the people on the list that are banned from crown oh yeah gotcha i mean there'd be a, a lot of the underbelly type of people but also a yeah lot i would have thought carl williams might have copped although they they had a meeting down there <laughs> it was a very famous meeting carl williams and and maybe mick gatto were down at crown having a chat carl williams um had his daughter's christening at crown 
in the Palladium. Yeah, where else would you have it? It's like, that's the fucking weirdest thing. Like, like I remember. Maybe kittens was shut. <laughs> it's like, like I remember um when I was born and my um mum was talking to the priest in the. Where did you get baptized at the MCC? <laughs> No, Glen Frey. <laughs> yeah, sorry. But I remember when I was born and um, my uh, the priest came in to see mum for some reason and she was like, oh, can you baptise him? And he was like, oh, I can't do that unless he's unwell or, you know, um, in trouble. And she was like, come on, mate. Like, I've got to organise the church. I've got to invite the family over. Can you just do it? And he, and he wouldn't do it. To book the palladium for the baptism of your child strikes me as one of the fucking most ridiculous things I've ever thought of in my life. If you've got the money, mate, why not? There's a lot of, a lot of cash in hand, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he would have put that money back into the casino and then got it out later as chips and then won it back, if you know yeah. what I mean. Yeah, no, I'm sure they uh, uh, looked after him. Did you ever have you ever seen the Queen live in concert? I have actually. No, I um, I went to because you've seen the Pope, haven't you? I've seen a Pope. I've never seen a president. I've seen uh, a vice president, Dick Cheney, motorcade through New York. Um, who did I see? Uh, uh, John Paul II. We yep. love you. And um, but I saw the Queen. I went to Lords in two thousand nine. Uh, because. When you enter the MCC, Adam, you actually... You I was going to say the OG MCC. You, you get the uh, uh, reciprocal tickets. And so I went over to see my brother and mum and dad came along. And um, uh, at tea or lunch, I can't remember which one, but the Queen, the Quanger came out. And it was Placed a few in the nets. Well, <laughs> it was actually interesting, actually. Um, she said... <laughs> Sledged a lot of the Australian players. <laughs> <laughs> there was a lot of stuff about their mums. Um, yeah, yeah. But it was actually interesting by the fact that I I was sitting next to a bloke who, um, uh, we got chatting, and his dad used to be the tour manager for Australia. So his dad would like you know go to England for like four months for like those big tours back in you know like the fifties, and um. And they'd go by boat, and um, and we just got chatting, and um, it turned out um, his surname was Dowling, and he's, and there was a thing I played when I was under sixteens in the Dowling Shield, which is like, uh, for the district best of the local comp. Yeah, kind of district cricket yeah. teams. Um, we talked to Mark Howard uh, a few weeks ago, and he played at Hawthorne Glen Waverley, where my brother played as well. And um and so I went down to Hawthorne Lavely and you know you do a few tryouts and you you know eventually was lucky enough to make the team, and um but he he said I have a picture at home of my dad walking out with that same queen at Lords from you know fifty something years ago, so it was yeah it was kind of very strange coincidence because I I said to him I was like I I played in the Dowling Shield and he was like. What? Oh <laughs> no! I've never. It was just very weird being on the other side of the world and have um, um, such a coincidence like that. 
And now you say something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just stunned by that story. Um, so you saw the you, so you saw the queen. What did she do? Was she just going to meet the players? Was she wandering out yeah, in the middle of the field? Yeah, just up, just you know, shaking hands, all that kind of stuff. You know, hello, ma'am. Hello. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then she did a shooey. <laughs> I thought it was weird that they wanted to have the minute silence uh, at the AFL. I just thought that that was an odd thing. I know they pulled it from the AFLW because it was Indigenous round and that was just not a good look. Yeah, sure. But I, I just found that it was just a little bit of overkill. Uh, you know, the sensationalism. You're like, yeah, to a lot of younger people, it's like, yeah, I don't get it. Actually, I'd be curious about it, actually. Like what my nephews and nieces think about it. Like... Do they at all care about the Queen or... I don't know. I don't know. It's just the kind of thing... You kind of... She was just around, you know? Like, she was just kind yeah, of Yeah, she was, yeah. Yeah, and, yeah, and, and definitely so. uh, talking to my parents, like, it's been kind of a bigger thing for them by the fact that, you know, like, the Queen was, you know, the the deal back in the day, you know? Like, talking Yeah, true, mom, true. I was like, oh, did you... Did you watch her coronation? She was like, yeah, you'd go to the film go to the films and like they'd show shorts before the films and like that was the yeah. only chance you could see the coronation because you know TV wasn't around and stuff anyway let's I'm, get back to footy I'm raising a toast to the Queen <laughs> Ross Lyon is not going to be in charge of Essen and Michael he's pulled the pin I actually am very curious about who will actually be the coach of that team I haven't heard a lot of media talk about who they're talking to Ross yeah has you know, knocked her on the head. But I, uh, what do you think? Like, who are the possible chances? Like, I actually can't even really, really think about it. too many names out there at the minute. Well, because they said they wanted an experienced coach, everyone kind of went to, they were like, oh, must have, you know, AFL senior coaching experience, which really, really narrowed it down to like Leon Cameron, um, or would you say Brad Scott, obviously Ross Lyon who pulled the pin, and then uh, Don Pike maybe would have been the only kind of four. Yep. But they keep saying, you know, maybe Ken Hinckley's still potentially in the mix and they even, I think, asked Brad Scott and he's happy at the AFL because he just doesn't have to do much and he's probably paid quite well. Yeah. But Ross Lyon's kind of summation of what it's like going to Essendon, he said that, um, because, you know, they've churned quite a few coaches over the last 10, 15 years. And he said um, the senior coaches at Essendon, they're like a rejected organ transplant. So you're there oh, for two years before the before the body <laughs> rejects you. He does so that's a fair whack, isn't it? <laughs> no, he really doesn't. He really doesn't. So they said to him, you don't have to do the first round of the process, but you'll come in at the second round. And that's when you obviously have to talk about your philosophy and what you're going to bring to the club. Yep. And he's just gone, nah. He, he gave it 90 minutes thought, he said, and then was just like, nah, not doing it. Yeah, well, yeah. I'm actually really wondering about who they're going to get because I feel like... I feel like it is the kind of team where you kind of you don't want another newcomer, you know? Like they've gone through a lot. Yeah. But then maybe maybe they're talking He's about back. getting your old mate, the head of the parish poodles, the chocolate yep. maker. Maybe yep. getting old Hurdy back. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, he could need the money. Well, he, actually, and, uh, he and Tanya were really recently scammed. Oi, shut up. Tanya. Tanya, my apologies. My they apologies. actually got scammed by a plumber 
<laughs> which I, this this story is fucking remarkable to me. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're obviously making a buck from the chocolate bu- uh, business and all that kind of stuff. Oh yeah, but I they mean, <laughs> chocolate when you they're in chocolate money. I they're mean, deep in cacao money. I mean, he's got that poodle cash coming in every five seconds. True, true. But um, they actually got scammed by plumbers, in that they um got people in to do some work. And they got charged about. So th- this is a sc- this is a scam. This is a regular scam that people come in and they're like from Ireland and England, and they usually target old people and they charge like you know, a hundred thousand dollars to redo your roof, the tiles, and then they fuck off with the cash. And they get they've got heaps of older people. They come in, they do a blitz, and then they fuck off. And so, so they got to Tanya's house Tanya. in Turak, I believe. Tanya, Tanya, jeez, yeah. I'm getting there. So have you heard this happening before? Like it's like yes, it's like a regular yeah. thing. Yeah, it's a thing. They come in, they do it in a burst, and then they fuck off. Yeah, gotcha. So they came in and they um um uh anyway, the Hurdies paid thirty one grand, mm. uh, which doesn't even sound right for it. Just like a regular plumbing job in the first place. Anyway, well, thirty one grand, and uh, I mean. I don't think you can be this far removed from society to be like, oh yeah, that sounds right. So, thirty-one thousand, you go, that's fucking all of your plumbing across the whole house. You'd imagine, yeah, like being redone. Yeah, yeah. And so they say the the works. Um, an independent expert says that it should have only cost them. So they got charged thirty-one thousand nine hundred dollars, <laughs> and it should have only cost them three hundred and fifty dollars. Now, if someone's charging a hundred times what it should cost, <laughs> surely there's a little bell in your head that goes, "Fuck, that sounds that sounds high." <laughs> so I think they're going to court, or they're they're trying to appeal in some way. Um, but they're also described as an organised crime group, so I don't know how mm. how much of the cash they're going to get back. So maybe Hurdy actually needs the job now by the fact he's fucking thirty one yeah. grand in a hole. And he's yeah, like, fucking fuck, oath. Maybe I've got to take the job on Essen and, you know, take any offer they can give me. Yeah, and, you know, I could have gone down to Bunnings and clearly bought like a, a $200 pipe and put it up myself. Yeah, but no. Dude. No, 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 we got it in. Dude. I, but the tradie the who did it, he's actually, he's on bail. They aren't, because um, I find it, I was fascinated by the story. They have taken his passport off him and they're not, he's not, um, he's not getting, he's still in remand. Yeah, gotcha. So I you go up against the former Essendon coach and Essendon champion, you fucking pay the price. Like, imagine that if that um, if that judge is a Bombers fan, that oh, guy's mate. going to prison. He's going for life. You're going to fucking cop it. No parole. Yeah. yeah. I actually, um, I've got a mate who um, goes out with the son of uh, John Kennedy Jr. And, um, uh, I met him a few years ago, and um, my parents have been using the John Kennedy Jr. Uh, plumbing company for like 30 years, you know. And they'd come in with like a big quote for like quite a big job. It wasn't 31 grand, but um, I met I met um, John Kennedy Jr.'s son, and just as a bit of a laugh, I was like, "Hey, man, um, like uh." I met uh, uh, your, my parents got this big quote. Um, would you mind having a chat to your dad about you know bringing it down a little bit, like you know do me a favor? And he yep. was like, "It's like my entire life, everybody has wanted to talk about my granddad, 
my dad or my brother, you are the first person to ever bring up the plumbing company. <laughs> <laughs> See, he, he loved it. <laughs> hey, uh, football Gave in real life. About. Hit me. So it's from QAPNQ. So not an actual name, but, you know, shout out. Thank you. Uh, football in real life. Saw Big Richo on Flinders Lane. Matthew, not Alan. Uh, I couldn't write in for Saints coaching legend Alan Richardson. Uh, a bloke across the street uh, yelled out, Richo, you're the king. And Richo gave him a big thumbs up. Do you think a bloke like him just gets compliments all day wherever he goes? I think he must be doing very well for himself. I think Richo would be one of the more identifiable people going around. I think he would get a lot of um, getting stopped in the street and having a chat. You yeah, know, people f- know selfies and stuff. Yeah. And I think like identifiable and really well liked. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Everyone's got a soft spot for Richo. You know, he played, he was, you know, a standout in the side that didn't have a lot of success. Uh, can we do the hardest question of all? What are your predictions for the prelims? Um, I'll go, we're going to see a Geelong and Collingwood grand final. I'm going to say Geelong and Sydney for the home factor. Okay. I just see Collingwood, they just, they just keep coming. Fucking do, don't they? They're fucking <laughs> so <laughs> I'm annoying. living in fear that it, come but, on, but also come on Sydney. I buy that fact, does that mean if Collingwood make the grand final? I actually have got to message him and find out. Do we get Scott Dooley to come and be a guest on the live show? And if they lose, do we unfortunately just destroy his soul for an hour and a half? Like we did last time, poor bloke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you do want to come along to the live show, it's uh, Sunday, 25th September, 4pm at the European Beer Cafe. Tickets available on trybooking.com. We're going to hit the row. We're Junk Time Alpha Pod at Gmail, Twitter, Facebook and the Gram. Go the Hawks. Go the Swans.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.